Welcome in to the first episode of the Gym Lounge Happy Hour. I'm Red. This is my co-host Noah. And today we're just going to kind of jump into things and introduce what we're going to be talking about this podcast, who the heck we are, and then just kind of go from there with it and see where things kind of go from there. In general, the goal of the podcast is we're just kind of two idiots that lift and have been lifting for a few years and we have some general knowledge, but we're also still trying to, you know, find our way in the sea of knowledge out there that is in the fitness industry and kind of want to take you along our journey of learning and figuring things out and probably messing up quite a bit. Yeah, and hopefully you don't have to repeat any mistakes that we've already made for you. So <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm sure you guys are well aware that fitness industry has a lot of information out there. Some of it's great, some of it sucks. And some of it is just kind of whatever. And we've both had experiences, I think, you know, going through things that aren't so great. And then also finding this one thing is like, oh, that's how you're supposed to squat. And it just all clicks and it works out great. So hopefully we can teach you guys some things as we learn some things. Right. So I figure we start with introductions. Uh, My name's Noah Olbert. Um, I've been lifting, you know, kind of seriously for about two and a half, three years now. I did lift before college, high school, but just like most people, I went in, I didn't have a plan, um, I didn't know anything about nutrition, so at some point, uh, I was in a construction job and decided that, you know, uh, I, I wanted to be able to move something heavy with some force and then, uh, you know, not be sore afterwards. So I wanted to get stronger, so I got a trainer, um, and then it's it was about two and a half, two and a half years of training, and I put on... Uh, 30, 35 pounds, you know, all my lifts in, in, increased, and uh, now we're here, so. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of a similar story for me. I My name's Red. I've been lifting for, I don't know, call it about 15 years at this point. I started lifting in high school, lifted through high school, but really got into lifting about college, um, and I was decently overweight. It's kind of weird to say that because I'm about the same weight I am now of when I thought I was overweight in college. I was about 230, I'm 225 right now. But that 230 that I was was a lot more fat than it was muscle mass. And so I woke up one day and was like, I am much heavier than I would like to be. I don't look the way I want to in the mirror. So I began began working out harder and I began dieting better. And so I lost 60 pounds over the course of two years and got down below where I should have been. And I took it a little bit too far. And then over the course of the next two years after that, I kind of circled back, put on some muscle mass, wasn't as lean as I was, and things have kind of been up and down since then. I trained on my own up until about three, um, almost three years ago, and then I got a trainer at that point, and I started seeing even more results once I picked up a trainer. I mean, I felt like I had a good handle on what I was doing, and I was good at fluctuating my weight and controlling how I wanted to look but I wasn't putting on a lot of strength. And once I started with the trainer, strength just went straight through the roof and I started competing in, in Strongman. So I started competing Strongman, first contest was a little over two years ago and this past year competed at Nationals at Strongman Corporation and just kind of tried to progress from there and taking a year off this year, but gonna continue training strength and seeing where things take me. Yeah, I, I again, I lived in college too, but I didn't have any sort of base knowledge. I was going off of what my dad told me, you know, always doing three sets of 10 with everything, as many reps as you can, um, which was a horrible idea because I was 150, uh, I touched 150 pounds one time and was like, I want to get bigger, stronger, and 
and doing all the reps, it was really uh, counterintuitive to my to my weight my weight goals. And maybe I missed this. Did you say how much you weigh now? I am uh, 196, 197. Um, when I first started, like I said, I was uh, I was about 170, 165. Um, always struggled to, to gain, but I again, I didn't have any nutrition uh, background. So um, we're doing a little bit better now. Still learning like everybody, but it's uh, we're in a lot better space. I, I did also compete in Strongman. Um, I did two contests last year. Did qualify for nationals, didn't compete in nationals. And I've also done um, a few Tough Mudders, uh, a Spartan race or two. So we'll be talking about that as well. Yeah, I think overall for both of us, we just both want to continue to stay active, whether that is doing Tough Mudders, competing in a strong man, or just lifting in the gym. I, at least for me, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, the, the gym is a, a good space for me personally. I, I I like to come to the gym, and I know when I when I come here, I'm making progress. I'm working towards something, and that really that motivates me. Um, so I that's one reason I love the gym. the The reason we got into the gym, so we started lifting here, and we were training, and it was about two and a half years since this gym opened, um, and we got the opportunity to kind of take over the business side of the gym. So. We kind of jumped into that, uh, thought it was a good idea. It was something we were passionate about, um, and we wanted to help teach other people uh, about fitness and nutrition. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, we opened in January, beginning yep. of January, and uh, just kind of been uh, fumbling our way through through opening a business and uh, trying to run a business. But yeah, And we definitely had a bit of a head start for starting a gym in comparison to where most people would be the place that we're in we took over from somebody else and all the equipment was here general setup was done we obviously made some changes to make it the way we wanted it but i mean it we got a bit of a head start for sure on the situation and yeah you know there's still a lot of hurdles to get through even with the head starts that we had yeah we definitely got lucky there um, we are slowly growing uh, we had about eight members in uh, the beginning of january and we don't have a very large space. I think we're at like 1,200 square feet. It's, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah. Um, but we had eight members, and now we're up to about 20 to 22 members or so. Right. Um, so we're getting there, and uh, it's, it's been fun. I, I, I like having you know our own space where we can make it what we want. Um, obviously, we're listening to, gym, to, to members, and, and if they have suggestions, we, we want it to be a, a, a fun space for everybody. You know, build a good gym community. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, so I mentioned Tough Mudder and Spartan races. Um, I actually just did one a couple weeks ago after I spent four nights in Las Vegas. Came back that Saturday and did a, it was a 10K. So for, for those who aren't familiar, it's about 6.2 miles. How excited and, were you for that after four days in Vegas? Oh my God! I I forgot the date actually. I I was I got a text message from one of the buddies I was doing it with, and he goes, "Are you ready for Saturday?" And I go, "What are you talking about? I'm trying to detox right now." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "We got the 10k." I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, super excited, so so great." Um, but it was good. It was uh, we had four of us, and um, about half of us are consistently active the other half not so much just kind of getting into the swing of things 
and I think that was a really good introduction for, for those guys. The, the Tough Mudder is a great, uh, great event for people who are interested in, in camaraderie and team building. The obstacles, uh, which there was 20 in the, t in the 10K, there's less in the uh, 5K and then more in the 15K, obviously. But um, their obstacles are built around teamwork. There are plenty of obstacles where you, you can't do them by yourself. You need somebody else to, to lift you up, to pull you up, or to let you, for lack of a better word, step on them to get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really do recommend it for, uh, for anybody just looking for something new. And uh, it has a great energy about it. So I guess just to walk through the day, they have a base camp and they'll have food trucks, they'll have vendors, they're constantly giving out, you know, um, I like rain energy drinks. So they, the rain's there, they sponsor the event and they're always giving out energy drinks. Um, you pick a start time and then you begin your race. And uh, I, I think the... <laughs> The obstacle that sticks with me is the partner carry. That was pretty tough, but you got to carry a partner, you're a partner for, I don't know, 20 yards or so, and then you switch. But uh, you make your way through these obstacles, various obstacles, um, heights, you know, are involved, a lot, a lot of mud, obviously, it's called a tough mudder, uh, cold water, water in general. Um, it's, it's, there's many stress tests, right? They're trying to trying to get you to push back past not only the physical obstacles, but the mental obstacles that a lot of us have instilled in us. Um, <laughs> one of the obstacles that I didn't think would bother me was uh, you had to go into some water and there was fencing that left about, I don't know, 10 inches between the water and the fencing. Okay. And you had to go in the water, kind of like on your back, and pull yourself through the water and... Uh, you couldn't see through the fencing. They had some mesh, and then they had, like, little mop, um, like the car wash. Like, when you're going through oh. the car wash, that you, that you're, it would cover your head for a second. Oh, it's kind of sketchy. So you get a little, get a little panicky. And how like, deep is the water? Oh, you're, you, it's two feet. It's, okay. it's nothing, yeah. Gotcha. It's nothing crazy. They're typically, the depth of the water and all the events are, you can stand up. Okay. Um... So one thing I learned about myself, apparently I'm a little, little claustrophobic, little, little, <laughs> <laughs> little panicky, which is hilarious um, that I get so panicky because the, you're going through this little mop part of this obstacle, and it's you're it's like four inches of mop that I got to get my head through real quick. Okay. So the fact that I was panicking was was kind yeah, of that's, <laughs> was kind of funny, but we did have a wait. Well, so this was at the one this past the most recent one you did yes it okay. was not they they swap out the obstacles um it, there are some overlap you know but i had never done that before i did do a 5k tough water before that and that was not one of the obstacles but uh then we got to an obstacle one of our one of the group members he uh not physically active at all um <laughs> we actually i'm gonna be perfectly honest we i think we jogged a half mile and then walked the other 5.7. Jesus. And I, I tried to push him a little bit just to... <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't having it. So we walked in between obstacles. But nonetheless, he completed it. But we got to the Mutterhorn, which is netting that you got to climb up. There's like a, a seven-foot slick wall um, to start at the ground, and then it gets you to the netting. You need somebody's help to get up this wall. Um <laughs> 
some people would stand there, they'd put their knee out and allow you to climb up their knee to get up onto the, okay. the netting. And then you got to climb, it's like 30 to 40 feet up at, a, at an angle. Jesus. And uh, then you got to get over the top and climb down. And this guy was definitely afraid of heights. Like we're, we're standing in line and it's, it was kind of a bottleneck. So we were sitting in line for 15 minutes or so before we got okay. to, so he's just staring at this obstacle, <laughs> t- talking himself out of it. Right. He's like, I'm not doing this. And I uh, thank God is, uh, his, his good buddy was there. He looks at me and goes, you're doing it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to walk around. He's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny we made him go first. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Out of our group, we made him go first, um, but he, he accomplished it, and he was he was so happy uh, to have you know done that and and accomplished uh, or overcame that fear. So that was pretty cool, and that's that's the the beauty of the tough mutters uh, is is just it's not just physical. That there's a lot of mental barriers that people got to pass up, and that's what I really enjoy about those style of of races. And do the Spartan races similarly challenge mentally, or is it not quite the same? So Spartan race, um, by the way, their Spartan owns Spartan and Tough Mudder. Found that out. Just uh, cool. throwing that out there. But uh, Spartan is a is more individual. It's okay. less camaraderie, less team. Um, the obstacles are more difficult. A lot of. Uh, a lot of rings, a lot of grip strength, monkey bars and stuff like that. Um, less water. So it it's, I don't think there were any obstacles where I, I couldn't do by myself. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a lot more taxing. It was a lot more taxing. We're definitely going to do another Spartan, but if you're, if you're looking for an intro into these styles of, of races or competitions, the Tough Mudder is a great start. Um, I highly recommend it. And then if you, you get a little more competitive, the Spartan is uh, is the is a good option as well. They they do have, um, what do they call them? Like infinity races, like or twenty four hour races for oh. these these tough butters and Spartans. Like individually twenty four hours, or is it a team? No, it's individual. And how many laps can you complete oh in twenty four hours? Right, yeah. The other thing with the Spartan race too, if like I couldn't do an obstacle, I I was. <laughs> There was a punishment. <laughs> it was burpees, or it was a like a jogging of a half mile lap, gotcha. okay. and stuff like that. But the the uh, the Spartan race had obstacles that I thought were were pretty cool. Like, and maybe that's just because we kind of had a, a strong man background. But they had stones. They had atlas stones. Okay. They had sandbags, sandbag carries. Um, they did have. Uh, big buckets I think they were full of sand but the the obstacles were definitely more difficult than the Tough Mudder but it was a lot of fun still nonetheless I guess kind of circling back to more individual because um, it sounds like you're doing a lot of I mean I know you're doing a decent amount of obstacle course races and things like that what are your current goals whether it be in the gym or um, just doing races or like are you going going to do another strongman contest at some point or is that off today? Yeah, man, you're getting deep on me. <laughs> um, I'd like to I'd like to come back to strongman. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of or not a lot of new we got some new members that I think would be good fits or that would be interested in, in competing in strongman. And I'd like to I don't know how competitive I'm going to try to be at strongman, but I, I do find strongman uh 
events to be a lot more fun than gotcha. the yeah, interesting. Sure. You know, there's a, a good variety. Um, and In comparison to, like, what, powerlifting? <laughs> yes. Not, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm impressed with powerlifters, but it just just having three lifts for an entire day. And for those who don't know, right, powerlifting is uh, is based off of three events. It's your deadlift, it's your bench press, and your squat, and that's it. Um, it a lot of powerlifters are very strong, and it's very impressive the weight that they move, but that every time you compete, it's the same three lifts. Every time. Strongman, kind of the total opposite you don't you might not know what you're doing till the the day of the competition yeah the things kind of change sometimes it seems like i mean it does seem like since i've been involved in it it has gotten a lot more organized than it previously seemed like it was um i would say no and i neither one of us are happy with the organization of strongman as a whole and not any one specific strongman organization just strongman altogether. it's yeah i but i think the strongman as a community thrives in that they like the chaos. Right. And right. so it's, there. there's a lot of things that we would change if we were the ones uh, controlling Strongman. But no, it, it has gotten a little more organized and it does seem like you have a good idea of what event you're doing, what weight you're doing before you get to the contest, at least a month before at this point. <laughs> yeah, the equipment might change the day, the day of the competition. Yeah, or you may never have an idea of what the equipment is. Right. Like, right. I, I showed up to... Um, a contest in North Carolina where I had been training on a 12 inch log, pretty standard log. There's 10 inch and 12 inch logs are pretty standard. And this one happened to be a 13 inch log. doesn't sound that much different. It, that extra inch just puts it so far out in front of your body that you are now falling forward as you're trying to do it. And if you're not used to that, like if you train on a 13 inch log, no big deal, whatever. Like it's, you're going to be used to it. But when you're used to a 12 inch log, and you know what position you got to lean back at, it's not a big deal. So I was potentially hoping at that contest to hit, it was a max log, so the most weight I could possibly do, and I was hoping to maybe hit 250, maybe 275, somewhere in there. I got 200 because it was a 13-inch <laughs> log. And, like, sure, there could have been other reasons why I didn't do as much as I thought I was going to, but a sure. lot of it came back to the fact that it was a 13-inch log because everybody at the contest did lower weights than they were anticipating doing. Right. Right, right, yeah, that's, Strongman's wild, Strongman's wild, but I, I will, I will vouch for them, and they, it was fun, we, so, my first Strongman competition, um, was 45 minutes from where we're at, and, uh, it, it had a great energy, great atmosphere, um, I wish I remembered the gym's name, uh, so the, that is the shirt for the contest, yeah. it was the pandemic performance, it was at a gym that wasn't really a public gym, um, and it was hosted by a guy who has a home gym. So it's kind of there was there's not really a name for that gym out there. Uh, so, but <laughs> it it was a lot of fun. There was four of us from this gym at the time. No, it was you're, you're talking about pandemic. Yeah. No, there was like oh, there was like that, eight that to ten our, of us. That was in our weight class. That yeah, was four there was of four of us from this gym in our weight class, but I think there was eight to ten of us from the gym as a whole. Yeah, it was it was fun. It had a truck pole. It had a, a deadlift medley. Um, it had a circus dumbbell, which for those don't don't know, it's a oversized dumbbell. Um, we had stones, yep. Atlas stones, big stones, and then we had the yoke carry, which sucked. Which was that was uh, that was a test for most of us. The none of us had hit the competition weight and walked with it. So for a yoke carry, you got to put um, it. For this competition, it was seven hundred pounds on your back, lift it off the ground, and walk with it for fifty feet. Uh, 
none of us had gotten to 700 pounds in training. I think, I think we might have lifted it. I think it, we lifted it, but didn't walk. Didn't with walk it. with it. And uh, so, I think some, some of the guys in our weight class from this gym didn't even lift it. Yeah. They, they had never touched it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was that was a li- pretty intimidating uh, coming into, especially I think that was everybody's first strongman competition for our, our weight class, right? I don't uh, know about Anthony. I was say Anthony would be the only one maybe had done one other. I think he'd done one or two others before gotcha. that. But uh, the three of the other three of us, it was our first one. And I think everyone else from the gym, it was their first one too. Yeah, we had a, a lot of new blood, and everybody really enjoyed themselves. But that was, you know, it, again, overcoming mental obstacles. We it was pretty intimidating, but every single one of us finished in our weight class. Finished the yoke. The funny part about that is, I think we all forget it was supposed to be a yoke to a sandbag carry. Oh God! I, yeah, I, I, I like that. <laughs> so in theory, we were supposed to be able to get the yoke in sixty seconds, get the yoke down, come back, grab a sandbag, put the sandbag over the yoke. Not a single one of us got to the sandbag. No. But we did all finish the yoke. <laughs> Actually, no, I think Anthony got to the sandbag but couldn't move it. Oh. Or something like that. Like, But no one got the sandbag finished either oh, out of the totally four of us from this that. gym. The, we, so the four of us at this gym were all about 200-pounders. Like, So for yeah. strongman, there's the 200-pound weight class and the 231 weight class. Well, we were competing with the 231s at that contest. So there were some guys in our weight class that... Completed the yoke, got the sandbag, threw it over. No big deal. Sure. It wasn't a problem. But all of us from this gym were aiming to compete as 200-pounders or even less. I mean, you've competed as a 175, and Anthony was there and competed as a 175. And I think right. Robert probably only weighed, what, 185, 190? He wasn't 200 pounds even. So. No. No, he was – yeah, no, he was <laughs> So for us to have completed the yoke and not get a sandbag, not a big deal. Like, still an achievement for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, we, we lifted the 700 pounds but never moved it. And then we ended up, <laughs> we ended up all moving at 50 feet uh, under a minute, uh, which – I, if I, 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 there's no chance I remember the sandbag. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just about getting the yoke done. Really, that's all I was focused well, on. Well, I think both of us finished with like 58 and 59 yeah, seconds. Yeah. So there's no sandbag. No, no, there's <laughs> definitely no sandbag. That's hilarious. Um, the, uh, the other competition uh, I did, or we did nine weeks later. Yeah, roughly. That was uh, the Beast in Kentucky. The yeah, Kentucky Beast of the Bluegrass. Beast of the Bluegrass, that's what it's called. Um, so... I thought it would be a good idea to try to cut down to the 175 um, weight class and maybe try to be a little more competitive. And what did you weigh at the start of that cut? At the start of that, I weighed uh, 198 pounds and uh, had nine weeks to cut down to my weight of 175 to at weigh-ins. And it's funny because I went the complete opposite way. The previous contest competed as a 200, and I had cut down from like 215, 220-ish. And I'm like, let's just compete this contest as a 231. And so I, I and like I knew I wasn't gonna do well, like, but I'm like, whatever, it's experience. It's my second contest, just sure. looking to, you know, sure. gain experience. So I figured why why cut again? So I went the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had never cut you have a history of wrestling, so you're I, somewhat familiar. I've with cut color. a little bit for wrestling, but really like oddly my cutting experience is just for me to look good. Like I would cut going into a summer and like when we're talking cutting we're not just talking cutting weight down we're also talking doing a water cut at the end of that cut where you know you manipulate the hormones in your body to get all the water out be as dry as possible and you drop a ton of weight that way and i had done probably before strongman four water cuts on my own not the exact same style of water cut but i I had done four and i was ready to not do another (laughs) one for that contest at least yeah so i i had never cut before i never tried to lose weight i always struggled to gain weight 
like I mentioned, I was, I was super happy when I hit 150 pounds and then I lost, you know, five pounds the next day and was back underneath. I was super disappointed, but I didn't, I didn't know what I know now about eating and nutrition and, and, and working out. Um, so working with my coach to, to cut, uh, we did carb cycling, uh, throughout the nine weeks and got, got me down to 192 the week before the week of the contest, the week uh, of weigh-ins, which is a bit of a stretch to go into a water cut. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're that weight. So, I mean, water cuts, um, it, it varying on your weight, but I mean, like, I, I ended up making weight and doing my water cut at 192, weighed in at 174. So, I mean, what is that? Seven, eight po- or 17, 18 pounds. And the general rule of thumb is 10% or less. And yeah. so you're, and you're pushing that top end. I mean, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I did have some guidance, you know, from, from Red and my, my coach. Um, but I will, I will say it was, uh, it was rough. The carb cycling was rough, uh, with the contest prep. Uh, it's just really taxing on the body. How about the morning of the weigh-ins? <sighs> Why do you got to bring this up on our first podcast? <laughs> All right. So I did my water cut. And I was following all my instructions until this point, apparently. I feel like you missed one instruction. <laughs> so the water cut normally starts on, if you have a Saturday contest, a Sunday or a Monday, kind of depending on where you're at and everything. What did you do Saturday? I think I had a, a pizza or a drink or something. <laughs> so you said all this cutting and dieting up until the water cut. The day before the water cut starts, let's go out. Oh, it was Red Robin. It was Red Robin. Oh, my God. That's what it was. So, and part of the reason that's bad is a ton of sodium and a ton of stuff you're trying to avoid uh, going into your water cut. And uh, so I started my water cut. I lost the weight from Sunday afternoon to Saturday morning. I lost the 17, 18 pounds, whatever it was that I needed to make weight. And everything besides the bad meal I had, and uh, it was the night before or the morning of that um, I was still trying to lose weight. And I was typically doing a really hot bath uh, for 15 minutes to drive up the core temperature of your body and then wrap yourself in towels. You continue to sweat. It kind of simulates a sauna. We were at a hotel. I didn't have a sauna. Um, But your body's in a pretty um, dilapidated state and you don't want to do much physical activity. Otherwise, you just tear yourself up. I didn't, I didn't catch that until it was too, <laughs> until it was too late. And, and um, some of the issue with the baths, too, at that point, is your body's looking to soak up water wherever it can. And so if you don't get your core temperature up high enough, your body will start soaking in that water. It, if, you're, if you're hot enough, it'll keep expelling it. And I don't know if you were doing the baths this way, but a lot of times you'd do the bath, and then you would get out of the bath and try to stay wrapped up in towels and blankets to continue yeah. to sweat more. Yeah. But if you don't do that part of it, your body's actually soaking up the water and... I don't know if we were knowledgeable enough at this point to be doing that correctly necessarily. We had guidance, but he was kind of going off on his own at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah. But, and the other problems with the bass is it is a, again, we talked about mental obstacles. Yeah. Uh, when I say a hot bath, I'm not talking like you're in a, uh, a jacuzzi where it's, it's comfortable. There is nothing comfortable about the temperature of these baths that you're supposed to to, to be at it's just short of scolding yeah is what you're looking it, for it, it was to the point where like i had to stay still because if i moved in the bath like everything stung super bad and you know you got your your 
it was to the point where my skin's turning red, you know. Um, but I always got to the last three minutes before I started getting panicky. Uh, because you're you're submerged in the bath, the hot bath, and then you would also put uh, a wet cloth over your head. Generally dipped in the hot water. Generally dipped in the hot water, and uh, so it's it's a it's tough. It's very tough. So um, I got sick of the baths, and uh, one because I wasn't doing them right. I I did a couple baths that worked, and then got closer to weigh-ins, and I'm like, oh, shit, I I. I still need to do more baths, and then I wasn't seeing the weight loss that I was hoping for. So I'm like, all right, I have a sweatsuit, and uh, I'm going to go for a walk. And then I got to some stairs, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just do some stairs. This is the morning of, right? This was the morning of. I still needed, like, five pounds. <laughs> it was, uh, it, I had one goal. That was to make weight. I was not thinking about the competition like I should have been. Um, so I, I'm walking up and down stairs listening to, you know, an audio book or whatever, and I'm, I'm drenched. I'm sweating. It's working. Uh, what I didn't realize I was doing was just destroying my body, doing stairs. And it, it's not something I realized while I was doing them. I'm like, oh, I'm just doing stairs and I'm sweating, and sure. that's, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, man, I, I performed like absolute shit that competition. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. It was rough. But, so... Kind of recapping on the the water cut, um, for those who aren't familiar with water cuts, I hit my weight at 174 something, um, and then we went and ate, and I gained, I got back up to, I got back up to 190, I got 15 pounds back within 9, 10 hours of weighing it. So that's the, the benefit of water cutting, the only issue is it, it takes some time to learn what works for you, what, right. what it, doesn't it, work for you, what you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Even with like great guidance, which I think we had through yeah. our water cuts, right. it's you still, the person guiding you doesn't know exactly how your body's going to react. Yeah, it's tough. And so I like every water cut that I've done with my coach, we've dialed it in better and better and better each time. And now my water cuts are different than they used to be. And I don't want to say they're easier. They're just difficult in a different way now. And they're more mentally manageable than they used to be. Like, I, I don't do hot baths anymore. I find a sauna in the city that I'm going to that I'm going to hit because I'm not doing a hot bath. Saunas suck just as much, I've learned. <laughs> but it, it's not the same suck. Right, it's, absolutely. I, mean, if, I feel like I'm going to puke, I, like these things, but it's yeah. not this mentally like I'm going to suffocate or drown. or what, what. I don't even remember what I felt when I was doing hot baths, but it was not fun. Yeah, and, and the benefits you probably... For people who are new, you're probably wondering, well, why are you water cutting? Why don't you just, you know, compete up or whatever? So I water cut, you know, 15 pounds um, down to my weight at 175, and then I gain those 15 pounds back after I eat. Um, you are, your body is supposed to respond with kind of a little little excess boost. Your muscles are soaking up all the, the glycogen from all the, the carbs you're eating, um, and you get a performance boost. And now I'm competing against some maybe somebody who didn't do a water cut weighs 175 pounds, and on I weigh 190. I'm competing against them, fifteen at a 15 pound advantage. And to that point, most people are doing water cuts. Yeah. And so if you're not doing it with them, and let's say you would have competed at the 200 pound weight class of that contest, you're probably really competing against the guy who weighs 225. Yep. Who cut down to the 200 pound weight class and. So you're you're at a disadvantage if you're not water cutting. And, and don't get me wrong, you just get stronger. 
Like sure. you, you can get stronger sure. and fill out your weight class and do what you want to do with it. But in the short term, the water cut is a way to be more competitive. Mm-hmm. What was uh, one of your favorite contests? You did a lot of contests last year. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think. I, uh, you know what, my, the regionals last year, Strongman Corporation regionals, they did that in North Carolina. It was a very well-run contest, even though a lot of things went wrong for the promoter. <laughs> so, yeah. and a lot of things went wrong for me as well, because I have tr- bad travel luck. That's an understatement, but we'll we'll come back to that later. (laughs) So in the city we were in, um, the promoter had two major issues pop up where the night before the contest, power went out. And it wasn't the whole city, but it was a good good chunk of the city. Storm rolled through. I think it was 70,000 people without power in uh, Raleigh or Raleigh, however you say it, uh, North Carolina, which is, I think, a city of like 250,000 people. So third of the city without power. Um, It's not super ideal. The convention center did have power, but I don't think... Everyone who was helping with the contest had power. Sure. So you have that issue. Um, so ran into that issue. And then the second issue, from what I had heard, he had had a U-Haul set up to transport equipment to the facility. Because it was at a convention center. So he's taking stuff from his gym to the facility. Right. Got canceled like the day before or something crazy. <laughs> um, and like, I, I didn't hear this from the promoter or anything. So maybe this is not true. But that's this is what, it, what I was told. And so they... And, this was at a time where, and I think still now even, rental uh, U-Hauls are tough to come by to a certain extent. At least during that time they were, for whatever reason, they just there wasn't a lot of them. So I couldn't find one. And so he's scrambling to get some way to transport the equipment to the convention center. Meanwhile, power is out in a lot of places and right. just a hot mess. Contest started hour hour and a half late, and I think there was roughly 100 competitors, and we were done in four and a half hours which is a very well-run contest. Right, which I was going to say is, is very good. Uh, Strawman contests have a, a history of going six, seven, eight hours. Well, <laughs> in contrast, at a, the year before I did a North Carolina contest, it wasn't a regional, but 100 competitors again. This one was outside, and I think heat index that day was 108. Uh, started in the morning, 12-hour contest outside. Brutal. They brought us inside for the last event, Stone's, but at that point, we'd been there 10 hours, I think. The first event of the contest, generally a strongman contest, five events. First event took us, I think it was four hours to get through, maybe five. Brutal. It was, it was insane. That was a poorly run contest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I've done some poorly run contests. I've done some great contests. But I would say that Strongman Corporation Regionals is probably my favorite contest. A lot of fun events. Um, that's where I qualified for nationals at. Um, had a really cool... Uh, Last event, it was sandbag over shoulder, and I happened to be going up against the guy who I had to. If I if he beat me, he took third place and qualified for nationals. If I beat him, I took third place, qualified right. for nationals. So it was a cool little head to head event, and ended up uh, sneaking a bag past him at the end and going on to nationals. And it's a good time. Yeah, I saw that video. That was you, you competed really well in that event. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was funny too because like before the event, I can't remember exactly what the kid said to me, but he came up to me. He's like, "Good luck, but I'm gonna smoke your ass." Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, then. And it's funny because, like, it was a 300 pound sandbag, was the last bag. I hadn't done more than probably 230 in this gym. Right. Like, and to do the 230 was a struggle. Right. And so I get, but these R bags are packed in a manner that are more difficult to use on purpose. Yeah. And so 
that 230 bag is closer to like a 265 when you start to use a really well-packed bag. These bags were great. So I fly through the first three bags, I think, and then I get to, I think, the fourth bag, which is like 275 or something like that. Get it up, put it over, and get through that one. I get to the last bag. He's still working on the bag before that. So I look up, and because we're face the, like um, running down a line towards each other. And so I look up, and I see that he's still in that bag. I'm like, we're just going to chill for a second. Because I don't even know if I can do this 300-pound bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you putting it in your lap, and I remember you just sitting there in the video. <laughs> just, just staring at this guy like, please, don't get this next bag so I don't have to do this. And so he gets to the 300-pound bag. He picks it. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> Guess this one's got to go over. Got to go. Got to make it happen. <laughs> and so I launch it over my shoulder. And I, the technique I use is probably not the greatest technique. But I was bending over about as far backwards as you could. Like I looked like a C as I put it over my shoulder. Get it over my shoulder. And as I'm coming out of it, like I'm stumbling forward and almost run into the kid that's right in front of me. But I beat him before he even, I think he just barely got his bag lapped. And mine was up over my shoulder. And I don't think he ever finished that bag. So... Um, it, was, it was a fun contest. It was run well. It was good events. Uh, the events were a Viking press, uh, sandbag throw, max deadlift, the sandbag over shoulder, and um, farmer's carry. Like, all pretty decent events and things that I enjoy for the most part. Do you have a favorite strongman event, do you think? It's probably Viking press. I, I'm a big overhead presser. I, I That's my strength is overhead pressing. And I like the Viking press because, one... Unlike most strongman events, it's tough to injure yourself on. So for, for those not familiar with the Viking press, how do you... Yeah, so it's uh, it's fixed. It's on a pivot point, and it's generally some sort of bar coming out from it, and then it's handles that are attached to the bar, and that end point is fixed onto something else, and it's going to pivot over top of that. Um, and so it's fixed, and if it comes down, there's generally somewhere for it to land on. That's not you. Right. And so <laughs> it's, to me, it's one of the safer events in my mind that I'm not, I'm not afraid that, you know, stone over shoulder, that thing's coming down on me. If I suck at it, there it's... is a lot of inherent danger in, in strongman events. Yes. Um, I mean, and powerlifting has some too. deadlifting and, sure. and squatting can all be very pretty dangerous if you're unfamiliar with the technique, but strongman, it, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. That can For go sure. wrong and really mess you up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and so for me on that, it's it's safer. It's in a fixed position, so it's I can be stronger with it too. I can be sure. a little more reckless sure. with it and not have to worry about it. So for me, Viking press is all day favorite event. I was a big fan of stones, um, putting You're stones over. I know, <laughs> I, I was. I said was okay. 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 Um, so for for those unfamiliar, Atlas stones. It's the big stones, you lift off the ground, put them in your lap, and then either you're putting them over your shoulder, or to your shoulder, or you're putting them on a platform or over a bar of some kind. Um, and I thought it was, it was great. I was uh, semi-decent at it for being new. And then we started getting the heavier stones, and my coach is like, here, try this tacky to practice <laughs> with. I'm like, this stuff sucks, man. It's painful. It's, it's just a sticky uh, adhesive that you put on your forearms, you put on your hands, um, and it gets all over your clothes. It doesn't ever come out of your clothes. you got to burn your clothes after that. And for those of you that are baseball fans, it's spider tech is what we use, which, you know, has been recently banned in baseball and yeah. whatnot. So it's it's that stuff. And, like, it it sucks. Like, it does suck. If you stick to the stone, which that's the whole point of it. Uh, it does it, its job. Yes. It your does its job. forearms are red. You get bruised. It rips off skin. It's disgusting. Yeah. And then you got to... 
you need baby oil to clean it off or WD-40. It's just, <laughs> it's a hot mess. It's it a hot mess. They had, uh, they had a stone in, uh, that was Kentucky. Um, we had a stone over bar was our, was our event. And uh, just to emphasize, you know, strong man doing crazy stuff. They, we had, a, it was supposed to be 285 stone, 285 pound stone. Um, I get up there, I overhear them that it's a 300-pound stone, so they changed the weight. I mean, I've never even hit a 285-pound, and now I hear that they it went up 15 yeah. pounds. I'm like, I'm fucked. So, same, same contest <laughs> for me. I had a sandbag that was part of a yoke carry sandbag over the bar. I, I was supposed to be doing a 230-pound sandbag. Right before I get up there, wheel out the 265-pound sandbag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, another guy's like, um, I think it's supposed to be 230. Like, well, we're doing 265 now. Yeah, just winging it. <laughs> just absolutely winging it. Oh, my God. But, it again, it keeps you on your toes. If you if you can roll with that, it's, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it for anybody looking for something to, to motivate you to you know, work towards at the gym. Uh, only issue with strongman is it's a lot of special equipment. It is, so uh, it's tough to come by. For sure, it, it's there's ways around certain things, but it is to truly train it and be competitive at it. You do kind of need the equipment to a certain extent. I mean, you can get by, you can make do with what you have, but it, but if you're new to it, hundred percent, you can train it at any gym and find a way to make it work. And there's a lot of gyms that have like strongman Saturdays or things like that that you can drop in. Use their equipment for one day. Like if you have a log at a contest, drop into somebody's strongman Saturday, test out the log, and then you're kind of good to go. You can train things from there. Um, but I don't think you ever answered my no, question on what your goals are. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid Somehow it. Somehow we got on this long water cut. What's my favorite event, strongman? What What's your goal? <laughs> okay. All right. What are you trying to do? So I'm, uh, like I said, 196-ish pounds. Um, I've never been super lean, so I think I'm going to go that route, um, see how lean I can get, and then uh, I'm sure I'll end up building back up again, but I've, I've never had a six-pack, um, I've never been I've never been overweight, but I was just skinny and just never had abs, so I'm 32 years old, I think it's about time I saw some abs. <laughs> yeah, Are you sure that that I, I think that's how, no, no idea, no idea what's going on. Uh, but I, I'm going to keep competing uh, just to, uh, these Tough Mudders, these Spartans, you know, like travel, do weekend trips with a couple buddies. Uh, it's fun. It's, that's sure. fun to me. Um, so I'll keep doing that. I, I haven't trained for a Tough Mudder or a Spartan. It's just something I've been doing to... You just do a 10K for, on a whim, no training. I, I did. I, <laughs> I jogged three miles one time before the first 10K I did. I, I dislike running. That's the whole reason I went into the obstacle races. Is I, <laughs> I I'm like, oh, a marathon would be cool, but I don't like to run that much. So maybe it's maybe it's not that cool. Sure. So let's add obstacles on it, top it of the. It kind of sounds like someone who's like, ah, marathon running sucks. Let's do a triathlon instead. That's kind of kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So I, I'm looking to lean out and then just keep keep competing. Um, just that's kind of it. I, I don't have a set goal. I should probably figure that out. That would probably be pretty decent to do. Yeah. So, anyway, um, that's probably it for today, guys. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep doing these weekly, and uh, we're, we're going to just keep trying to bring in new information to discuss uh, something we've learned, something we came across throughout the week, uh, maybe in a specific lift or something we learned about nutrition, just to keep spreading you know, information 
if we do have uh, any sort of sources, we'll we'll throw them into the video for you guys, you know, and uh, that way you can check it out for yourself. I I don't I don't want anybody to just take our word for it. I I encourage everybody to to do their own research and look at the studies and everything like that. Follow follow a variety of people that you know. You can find a bunch of different perceptions on how to lift and how to how to grow and how to um, become better um, by listening to a variety of people. So. Yeah, like we'll share things like that. We'll talk about, you know, things that we're doing in the gym, like upgrades, different things that we're doing, what what's working for us in the gym, for those of you that are trying to open a gym as well. But for the most part, it's going to be a hangout weekly, and uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys.